Ah, now there is a character, if you like. The last of the baronets, that's his nickname. Pardon? I do not quite comprehend. Mr. Satterthwaite unbent indulgently to the lower comprehensions of a foreigner. It's a joke, you know, a joke. Naturally, he's not really the last baronet in England, but he does represent the end of an era. The bad old baronet. The mad harem-scarum baronet so popular in the novels of the last century. The kind of fellow who laid impossible wages and won him. He went on to expound what he meant in more detail. In younger years, Gervais Chevenigore had sailed round the world in a windjammer. He had been on an expedition to the Pole. He had challenged a racing peer to a duel. For a wager, he had ridden his favourite mare up the staircase of a ducal house. He had once leapt from a box to the stage and carried off a well-known actress in the middle of her role. The anecdotes of him were innumerable. "'It's an old family,' went on Mr. Satterthwaite. "'Sir Guy de Chevenet went on the First Crusade. "'Now, alas, the line looks like coming to an end. "'Old Gervais is the last Chevenet gore.' "'The estate, it is impoverished? "'Or not a bit of it. "'Sir Gervais is fabulously wealthy, "'owns valuable house property, coal fields, "'and in addition he staked out a claim to some mine in Peru "'or somewhere in South America when he was a young man, "'which has yielded him a fortune. "'An amazing man, always lucky in everything he's undertaken. "'He is now an elderly man, of course.' "'Yes, poor old Gervais,' Mr. Satterthwaite sighed, shook his head. "'Most people would describe him to you as mad as a hatter. "'It's true in a way. He is mad. "'Not in the sense of being certifiable or having delusions, "'but mad in the sense of being abnormal. "'He's always been a man of great originality of character. "'And uh, originality becomes eccentricity as the years go by,' suggested Poirot. Uh, "'Very true. That's exactly what's happened to poor old Gervais.' He has, perhaps, a, a swollen idea of his own importance? Absolutely. I should imagine that in Gervais' mind the world has always been divided into two parts. There are the Chevenet Gores and the other people. An exaggerated sense of family. Oh, yes, the Chevenet Gores are all arrogant as the devil. A law unto themselves. Gervais, being the last of them, has got it badly. He is, well, really, you know, <laughs> to hear him talk, you might imagine him to be the, uh, the Almighty. Poirot nodded his head slowly and thoughtfully. Yes, I imagined that. I have had, you see, a letter from him. It was an unusual letter. It did not demand. It summoned. <laughs> a royal command, said Mr. Satterthwaite, tittering a little. Precisely. It did not seem to occur to this Sir Gervais that I, Hercule Poirot, am a man of importance, a man of infinite affairs, that it was extremely unlikely that I should be able to fling everything aside and come hastening like an obedient dog, like a mere nobody, gratified to receive a commission. Mr. Satterthwaite bit his lip in an effort to suppress a smile. It may have occurred to him that where egoism was concerned, there was not much to choose between Hercule Poirot and Gervais Chevenigore. He murmured, of course, if the cause of the summons were urgent. It was not. Poirot's hands rose in the air in an emphatic gesture. I was to hold myself at his disposition, that was all, in case he should require me. Enfin, je vous demande. Again, the hands rose eloquently, expressing better than words could do Monsieur Hercule Poirot's sense of utter outrage. I take it, said Mr. Satterthwaite, that you refused. I have not yet had the opportunity, said Poirot slowly. But you will refuse. A new expression passed over the little man's face. His brow furrowed itself perplexedly. He said, How can I express myself? To refuse, yes, that was my first instinct. But I do not know. One has sometimes a feeling. Faintly, I seem to smell the fish. Mr. Satterthwaite received this last statement without any sign of amusement. 
Oh, he said, that is interesting. It seems to me, went on Hercule Poirot, that a man such as you have described might be very vulnerable. Vulnerable? queried Mr. Satterthwaite. For the moment he was surprised. The word was not one that he would naturally have associated with Gervais' Chevenny Gore. But he was a man of perception, quick in observation. He said slowly, I think I see what you mean. Such a one is encased, is he not, in an armour? Such an armour? The armour of the Crusaders was nothing to it. An armour of arrogance, of pride, of complete self-esteem. This armour, it is in some ways a protection. The arrows, uh, the everyday arrows of life glance off it. But there is this danger. Sometimes a man in armour might not even know he was being attacked. He will be slow to see, slow to hear, slower still to feel. He paused, then asked with a change of manner, Of what does...